You're listening to episode 193 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show when you shop at Amazon, Vegas.com, or Caesars Entertainment. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. Who's the casino? Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. All right, there is almost a 100% chance that the events that we have scheduled for the third day of 360 Vegas Vacation 3 are going to be aborted in favor of hanging out at the park because I'm getting kind of psyched about it. You know what I'm talking about with, with the giant 80-foot-tall naked woman and the beer hoss and I think it's going to be exciting. Yeah, that sounds way more exciting for you than it does for me. Maybe that's where I institute my spa day for the ladies. What? It's where we're doing the bar hopping thing. Some of our best reviews ever have come when we've done the bar hopping thing because then we're fucking lit as we keep going from one. Don't you remember the one with Bellagio where I was trying to bust out like, so much. Remember when you spilt the drink after we had the whole conversation and I tried I to bust? I dropped the glass yeah. and broke it. Yeah, I remember. I didn't know. You looked at me blankly. I didn't know if that was because <laughs> you were disappointed in me as, as a spouse choice or... <laughs> <laughs> It's a little late for that. Right, but, but you still, you know, every once in a while, I like, catch you reflecting, going, I made this decision. I did this. <laughs> well, yeah, that does cross your mind occasionally. <laughs> you know, allegedly, and I only found this out, like, two years after my wedding day, that my brother-in-law turned to my wife and said, just, just literally, like, 13 seconds before they're supposed to walk down the aisle, he turned around and goes... You know, if you don't want this, we can bounce right now. (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny because my film was doing the opposite. I was ready to run and panic. My mom's like, no, no, no. It's okay. Which is really impressive considering she really didn't know you (laughs) at all. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm kind of odd. So I would imagine they'd be like, thank fuck. We knew at some point she'd come to our senses. We knew it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you laugh, but I was actually at a wedding once where it started, honest to God, about 35 minutes late. And we were all... I say we. There was a group of us, and it was a college guy that we'd we'd gone to college with. And he was marrying way, way above his league. I'm talking uh, outrageously above his his actual like level that he should be at. And we truly thought that the, that the bride was a no-show. And she might have been. Maybe somebody went and tracked her down and, and, and brought her in. But they're still happily married, you know. I, well, I was going to ask that. Probably all it was was they seriously underestimated the amount of time it puts it takes to put all that shit on. No doubt. Really? I mean, no if doubt. She, oh, if she had a dress with buttons down the back, forget it. Mm. Or even the, the laces, like the lace corsets and stuff, those are... Ugh. 
Yeah. They take forever. I remember, I remember, since we're on this topic, I remember I was so, like, day one, like, psh, I'm ready to get married. Mind you, we're 20. Mind you, we're 20. Uh, like, oh, I'm totally ready. I went into a complete panic attack before it was time for me to step up, like, going, holy fucking shit, Dick, you've been talking shit for a long time. <laughs> and now it's real. You're like, Oh, my God. Well, and Mark even told me that because the, the little church we got married in um, right up front by. They had a side door exit. But there was a side door right there. And he's like, and it you you went out the door, like down three steps and you could be out in the parking well, I'm lot. An, I'm an analyst yeah. at, at heart. Mark so, was like, I could so, run and they'd never catch so me. So in my head, I'm going, OK, let's let's assess the situation here. You stay and get married. You stay and call it off in front of all these people while you're starting, or you run. These are your options. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw her, and I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, where my, my panic attack happened at the uh, the hair salon that morning. I've got all these rollers and shit in my hair, and all of a sudden I'm looking at my mom going, what the hell am I doing? Oh, it's funny. I can't do this. It was a big mistake. This Have is you forever. seen this crazy bastard? I'm, no, it, it wasn't do that. I'm like, I'm too young. This is, yeah. too, this is forever. I'm stuck. I can't do this. But she's like, calm down. It's going to be fine. It's going to be all right. I, luckily, I have my mother-in-law's confirmation that I truly did drop my jaw when I saw my <laughs> wife. <laughs> yeah, so we're... Oh, that's cool. You ever see the, uh, what is it, 27 Dresses? I don't think I've seen that. Have I seen that? With uh, uh, James, um, the guy that plays Cyclops, and uh, Catherine Heigl. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she's like a bridesmaid eight million 27 times. times. Well, 27 yeah. times. But, That's the title. <laughs> but, yeah. But she says that, um, well, they both say, it's really kind of funny, that their favorite part of the wedding, when everyone else is looking at the bride, they're looking at the groom. Because watching the expression on Saying his, his face. reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So, anyway, yeah. sorry. I do have to always say, I... Uh, Boy, this is a, oh, an awful tangent compared to what you first said. Welcome to the show, folks. <laughs> <laughs> this is the new one. <laughs> or, well, not the new, but, you know. New I mean. format. I've already talked about this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, I don't know. I was going to go somewhere and then I forgot, but... That's you don't like wedded bliss, you're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Well, let's start the show. He's Mark, she's Karen, and I'm Tony. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. When built, New York, New York was the tallest building in Las Vegas. Stratosphere doesn't count. That's a structure. Eventually, <laughs> sur- <laughs> Side note. Eventually, I may be using the wrong word, Asterisk. but there, there's, a, there's a variation. To, uh, uh, the, the stratosphere cannot be occupied. It can be visited. Or some weird thing like that. Anyway, anyway, back to this. Eventually surpassed by Wynn in 2005, then Palazzo, then Trump Tower, then Encore, and now the unfinished Fontainebleau. We got that from SinCityTalk.com. We had a bit of an off-mic conversation about this, and there, there is... Tony, Tony was questioning the validity of the statement. Yeah, and the, and the statement is fine. It's the wording. There's something about a building, by definition, has to be occupied by people. Like, there has to... I, I can't remember exactly what it is, but the stratosphere doesn't count because the stratosphere is like the Statue of Liberty and, and various other monument-type buildings where it's an attraction, so it doesn't count. Like, you can't call the tallest roller coaster in in the state the tallest building it's not it's not a building it's an attraction it just houses people just uh, only like you know 30 people or something for a very short period of time <laughs> and tosses them around like rag dolls yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right well let's move on to twit pick of the week it's a time before my time in a place that has come to define me when tuxes and gowns ruled the landscape and wife beaters were worn 
under your button-up and not as a fashion statement slash problem-solving worldview. When slot machines were made of steel, as shared by at J. Mark Patton, and regarded as something to keep simple-minded women busy instead of nagging while the men handled the work of real gambling at the tables. Don't look at me like that. I, this isn't my time, Karen. I clearly said in the first line, this is not my time. This was a time in the past. I'll continue, <laughs> despite your glare. <laughs> Once upon a time, not so long ago, when racism was colorful and widely accepted, while drinks were served to you in glass and not plastic phallic symbols, some would refer to it as a better time. And who are we to argue with them? Well, I mean, women, gays, blacks, Asians, Latina, basically everyone not male and white have a right to weigh in on that statement. Vote Trump. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're all clear to me. I'm like, I, I'm right in the front. I made a point. I, I made a point to say. <laughs> I did, now I'm distracted more by Tony's vote Trump statement. Because I know. <laughs> it does derail everything. You're like, oh my God, that's where we're headed. <laughs> what I'm afraid of after today. I'm afraid it's going to be a Trump Carson ticket because there is no way Carson would have endorsed him. It's so him funny you said that. The without first second, I I heard he was going to. I'm like, oh God, no. He's he's gonna he's going. Trump to has presidency. promised him something. Trump has I, promised I him something you. big. I totally agree with you. And if Trump has a a snowball's chance in hell of winning, I I agree. I, I the black vote. I completely I, agree I just, with you. It scares how, me. I swear to God, that's how he's looking me. at it. He's like, all right, endorse me and I'll make you my VP. I'm like, oh, God, help me. Here's 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 my hope in, 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 in a world where I don't hope that the Democrats win. Um, but in, in a world where Trump is the other option, uh, I, I'm kind of rooting for the Democrats. Um, I hope that Hillary and fucking uh, what's his face, the other dude, just right. go, let's all get together. Be like, oh, they got all the Democrats. You guys are fucked. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm I'm afraid of the future. I, we may see the end of the world in our time. It's based on this election. It's entirely possible. It's frightening. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, we will link to it. <laughs> as always, we will link to the photo on our blog and feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google Plus, and Twitter. Let's move into the news. So I think I'm actually going to kick off our first news story this week. Not necessarily about Vegas, but definitely about 360 Vegas vacation. It has to do with a changing of the guard. No, it's about 360 Vegas, the podcast, the oh, show. 360, I, I didn't mean vacation. 360 <laughs> Vegas. Where am I? <laughs> Pretty much five years ago, my best friend, one of my best friends on this planet, helped to dig me out of a, a depression that was career-fueled, when all the all the all the chips were stacked in a certain order, only to have somebody pull the fucking tablecloth out from underneath it, and I had no idea where to go and needed inspiration, and that inspiration ended up uh, ended up turning itself into this show. Um, and of course, those of you who aren't picking up on this, I'm talking about Brian. It is with great sorrow that we announce that Brian, my original co-host, who has been on hiatus for about a year will not be returning to the program. Brian will be the first to tell you the show is better off without him, and I'll be the first to tell you he's full of shit. 
not only was he the reason I started podcasting, he was the one who helped it evolve into a Vegas podcast. Even if it was only in inspiration, none of what happened would have had he not planted the seed in my head that grew into 360 Vegas. Brian would explain his contributions to the show as being limited to just showing up and setting the table. He did more than I can ever thank him for. While it's true, Brian didn't help write the show notes, didn't edit the show, handle the recording, or design its format. He was tremendously supportive and helpful in its development. He still expects he'll join us for a recording from time to time in the future, but more in a special guest capacity. He is very proud of what the show has become and honored that he was a part of it, but feels it's time for him to relinquish the regular co-hosting duties. So, while we are very sad to lose him, I'm very excited to announce that, by popular demand, the new permanent co-host of the 360 Vegas podcast is not Tony. You've made it crystal clear that he is the worst, and we wouldn't want to do not. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was wondering where that was going. I was like, wait, hold on a second, what? No, my my current fill-in co-host has now become the regular co-host of the 360 Vegas podcast, and we are thrilled that he has accepted so so vigorously or so so. Expedition. I don't know where. Trust me. I've been thinking myself vigorously all week. Oh, Lord. Uh, he has already done a great job so far on the show, as well as took up Brian's mantle when I needed a sounding board for ideas and helped to guide my passion so it doesn't disintegrate me. He has also become a fan. Does disintegrate? Oh, yeah, because my, my passion is white hot. White hot, Karen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, I don't, to me, I don't think they can see what you. To me, that was the audibleization of disintegration. I, I, I get by your impression <laughs> that perhaps the facial expressions that went along with that were, were possibly more valuable than the static noises I made. <laughs> I'm joking. Tony has also quickly become a fan favorite, as you've heard in many listener feedback interactions, as well as having the dubious honor of being the first person besides me to receive hate mail. That, that pretty much secured your spot right there, buddy. <laughs> you're, you're tired of Brian being the only person they liked. I think someone that hates that they hate as much as me. I know, right? Exactly. While we will miss Brian on the show, we are excited about what Tony brings to the table. Sir, Karen. Your, your thoughts, first of all, Brian. Well, it, so, again, the whole reason you started podcasting was so that you could stay connected with Brian. They moved out of state. Right. And you knew that you had to have a reason, otherwise... You it's were, just my personality and his personality. Well, and his personality, too. I mean, you guys wouldn't connect unless you had a reason to. Exactly. And so, putting, yep. you know, a podcast together. And the first one that you did was extremely random and wasn't formatted or anything else, and both you and Brian have a major interest in Vegas. And well, I have a major interest in Vegas. He has a major major interest in making me laugh. <laughs> well, no, but he's, I mean, he grew up going to Vegas. Right. And he grew up, I mean, he's a big gambler and he knows the town and he knows a lot about it. And you were, I think, listening to a lot of the different Vegas podcasts and I, I, I'm sure made a comment that, you know, I, I wish they'd talk about this or I'd love to see that. And he was like, well, why don't you do your own? And he sparked the whole thing. And well, no, his was more of the memory. The hi- it's the history thing that he did that he sparked. We were listening to. I've told this story before. I just want to make sure you get it right. The uh, 
Mm-hmm. He was listening to a Disney podcast that was all about history. Right. And he's like, you could do a podcast all about Vegas like this. And it just spawned. And, well, it's kind of funny. The thing that inspired the entire thing is uh, the entire show is possibly one of the smallest segments of the entire Well, canon. anyway. He, but what he helped you do was to refine the idea and the process for the show and oh what, God, what yes. the layout was. And so many bad ideas he saved you people from. My <laughs> God. <laughs> he really did. Tony knows. Tony is now that sounding board. So many bad ideas. And Tony's a little more subtle about it because we're, we're Brian oh, would be clever. like, Brian would be like that's an awful, awful idea. Tony's more like, yeah, well. You know, it is very have you similar. Thought how about many, doing it this way? Those of you who have enjoyed the show before, how many times have I made a joke that doesn't work and Brian's just like, yeah, let's move on before Mark hurts himself. <laughs> that's that's Brian's subtle way of like going, that is awful. The difference is, is to, number one, Tony's lawyer training, so he knows not to say anything too bad. And number two, I honestly, and I, I say this, Tony, with the best of intentions, kind of your, like, geeked outness of I'm on the show with Mark, so I don't want to tell him how bad I think his idea is directly. No, he, oh, well, okay, not directly, thank you. I was like, because he's always, uh, the thing is, I always come to these things on my own. You know, as, as you've mentioned before, I always figure it out in the end. I never tell him when he's completely and totally wrong. Because yeah. I'll be like, I don't know if that's the best idea. But if that's what you want to do, go ahead. But with this show, I get and excited. And eventually, and I'm like, he figures out, yeah. oh, yeah, that was a bad yeah, idea. Yeah, with this show, I get excited. I'm like, what do you think of this idea? I'm like, hmm. Well, that's interesting that you bring that up. And it's like, basically, Tony almost stalls. He, it's almost <laughs> like he's taking notes for him and he just stalls. But like... How can I keep saying words so you can keep thinking about this and then go, no, 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 Tony, never mind. This is a horrible idea of like, okay, thank God he said it. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, and Brian has had a lot of things change in his life and a different focus in his life. And he's a family man and he's, and he he's enjoying it and he he's, he's got a career. He's very excited about yeah, and he a family loves life and his, his kid, kid and yeah. his wife and, and what he's doing and, and, and now he and I game together, so he's like, oh. Now this is how you're connecting, exactly. right? Exactly. So he's like, okay, I got it. I had to put up with this fucking show for four years, and now I got you to game. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. All right, well, I don't want to be in your fucking show anymore. Well, I was on gaming, so we, we can stay connected this way, and I don't have to do the podcast anymore. Yeah, so I think it just, you know, Brian obviously helped make the show what it was, and it's not like he's never ever gonna be around right, or appear exactly. or anything like that and anytime he wants to obviously welcome him back but he he just realized that where he's at right now um, just step away and let you continue doing what you do and he's very I'm sure he would say this he's he's thrilled at where you're at with it I don't know if he listens but I, I sincerely doubt it probably not <laughs> probably because he works from home doesn't have a commute no you know does, doesn't want to yeah. have Harrison listen to it yeah, I, I just, I think it's it's great. It's just a, a different time and a changing, and I think that, although I don't want to, you know, Matt obviously was a huge help for a long Every, time. Yeah, everybody time has, has contributed amazingly on, yeah. on this show. Everybody brings something different to the table. I think but, at least at least for now, we'll see how long his interest stays in. I think Tony's interest and involvement in this is... is Rivals yours? It's funny. On, on, a, on a slight baby tangent, we had a listener reach out to us uh, talking about... Uh, the quick summary is is how much effort it takes to do something like this and and, and how the passion stays. Something like that. And and to that, I would respond, how many co-hosts have I had? <laughs> well, and even you've seen it, and I, I swear we'll let Tony talk at some point here as the new co-host. 
you've even felt it yourself at different oh, phases God, in yes. time. I mean, you've gotten to a point now where you used to be obsessed with, we will have content out every single week. And content, now you're just I'm kind of like... edit it. I want it to sound exactly the way that we meant it to sound. Right. Yeah. So you still love doing the podcast. You love talking about Vegas. And, you know, love... Honestly, you still love spending time with your co-host. Yeah. And I know this, is, this has come up, but you look forward to, you know, getting online and talking with Tony. So... It's helped you find a new friendship. Yeah. That you still have similar interests. Yeah, yeah. Being, you know, Vegas and gambling and all that. And it just, life changes and moves on and, you know. All right. Before we let Tony talk, I have one thing that I want to add that I, I think is a huge compliment. When Brian and I originally came up with a podcast com, uh, concept, when we, when we originally did our first ever shitty podcast, the only concept we really had was... One that still holds on this show, which is to just make each other laugh, your co-host. But the original concept was was just friends hanging out and bullshitting. And the conversation, like, we would come up with talking points. But the idea was these are what we're going to talk about in between the things that we get sidetracked by. Fast forward to now. <laughs> we get sidetracked a lot. Exactly. Fast forward to now. Tony has made my original vision for a podcast come to fruition. Tony and... Don't discredit this and yourself. It's the combination of the three of us have really allowed the original concept, which was just let's get together and try and make each other laugh like we normally do when we aren't on mic. Well, so for me, it's not for trying to make each other laugh. It's trying to have an interesting conversation. Okay. So well, that's, that's where the tangents come for me. Sorry. So you're saying the entire – so the show isn't interesting to you. It's the side conversation no, is it's what you're saying. Trying, no, trying to – the conversation is what's interesting for me. I'm not trying to make you fucking laugh. I really could give a shit if you laugh at anything that I say. Oh, I'm thrilled about spending the rest of my life with this chick. Well, <laughs> should have thought about that almost 20 years ago. Anyway, the point was I, I, I had explained a couple of weeks ago that I, I had to do some soul searching to realize that the show that I had developed as 360 Vegas – had evolved into basically my original concept, which Tony and you to now, I'm going to say a lesser extent, have helped to redevelop. I really don't care if you don't like you it. You shut up so Tony can talk. <laughs> I shut up. So I know, Tony right? <laughs> I just wanted to tell you to shut up is what it boiled down yeah, and to. See, here, here's where you make it awkward and put pressure on Tony. Say, Tony. I know, right? And now, Tony. <laughs> you know, I, I, I got to concede there was a part of me that figured that, um, you know, you lost half the audience when you announced that Brian was leaving the show, and you lost the other half when you announced that I was going to be the permanent co-host. <laughs> you, you see, the problem is, is all of our all of our phones are silent when you hit like pause or stop or whatever. Otherwise, you could make the joke that there all around the world you can hear click. <laughs> <laughs> but but unfortunately, that joke would be all around the world you heard. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. Um, I think, it, hey, I, I give it a month. You'll see it in your uh, in your in your numbers to your <laughs> website. But uh, no, listen, I I uh, I never got the opportunity to meet Brian. I only know Brian the way the listeners know Brian, yeah. which was you know you found the show and you listened to it, and you know it's uh, it was very clear you guys had a very good uh, you know repertoire with each other. I'll just say and, relationship. They're totally in a relationship. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and then I listened with, with Matt and it was, it was a little different. It was still fun, but it was just a different sort of feel. And then we had a lot of people. We had Scott, we had, uh, Scott and Matt. 
Well, we had Alistair, and we had... Well, Alistair did the reviews. He didn't do the regular show, did he? Yeah, he did for a oh, while. I'm sorry, Alistair. We had, a, we, we had a whole lot of people that cycled in as we were trying to find... Uh, Find our, our, well, our I mean, come on, Alistair just, I love the accent, but the time difference was just a pain in the ass. Oh, I'm sure. Because we'd have to, re- it's, it's not what, nearly as bad difference? as Matt's. Matt's is like 13 hours. Well, yeah, so he'd have to do so it in the morning when we were drunk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was either hungover and I was drunk. Or vice versa. Exactly. Yeah, so it was all, like one of us was, was miserable. <laughs> or starting to drink real early, so we'd be like, this hurts so bad. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tony. Well, but so the, you know, the idea and, and I was always, you know, a listener. And so I, you know, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's a bit intimidating the shoes that you step into and fill because, you know, think about it. Brian is the guy that you've that you're tight with. That you know you're you're a good buddy, and you 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 started the show together. Matt was you know kind of the funny Aussie. Uh, Scott is the guy that's got the insider like man boots on the ground sort of insight. Right. And and then you've got this jack wagon out of Michigan. Oh my God, say jack wagon. jack wagon. I was gonna say say jack wagon again and see how quickly you get replaced. <laughs> And, and I'm like, I don't really bring anything to the table like the, the rest of these guys do. So Yet another reason why he deserves to be in this space. <laughs> like, because I was going, I don't really bring anything to the table. While, while the, the creator is like, oh, my God, do you have any idea what you bring to the table? Fuck you, Tony. I know. I in, the know. Most Actually, loving, in the most loving way possible. <laughs> it, frankly, it's, it's really just um, self-deprecating so you can tell me more. Ah, I see, this kid's good. Good. I can see that. I don't out. see it coming. I, I'm that guy that when everybody else in the movie theater is going, oh, my God, like, oh, did you realize they were going to do it? Yes, everyone in attendance realized that that's what was, was going to happen. Like, oh, now I feel foolish. No, <laughs> no, to the contrary. I love it when I don't see something coming in and Jen will be like, what? You didn't see that coming? And I'm like, no. I am still amazed by the small wonders that oh. she's a small wonder. <laughs> I can picture the little red dress yeah, with the yeah. little white fold right. over sock. <laughs> oh my God, Tony! This, folks, anybody, any anybody have uh, want to make an argument that he shouldn't be it? <laughs> Fucking small wonder reference. <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait! Can I do a side note? Oh, oh brilliant! Yes, you can. Absolutely, can it, this is the new it. format. Okay, well, wait. So there, there's two. One, I just saw this. Um, AP breaking news that the Republican presidential Donald Trump cancels a rally in Chicago due to security concerns because there's thousands of people outside protesting. Okay. So they canceled his rally. But no, no, no. So we're talking about the uh, small wonder. So, oh, I got to find it. I saw a little post or something on on Facebook that I had to repost and it. This is what this woman does while we record the show. She fucking pays attention to her phone. Well, no, it's going to tie into the small wonders. Hurry it up. Well, shut up. So it basically said, the X-Files and Full House are on TV. OJ's in the news. And a Clinton (laughs) is filing, or a Clinton is running for office. What year is it? And the the picture is Robin Williams from Jumanji after he comes out of the the board game. (laughs) I loved it. All right. All right, that was clever. You redeemed it. You redeemed it with the That's second one. Go, don't bring shitty Trump. I know, but we were talking about Trump before, and that the fact good. that his, that his uh, rally got canceled. That was but good. No, I love that. You know, it's... <laughs> That's really good. Okay. <laughs> All right, I, I've redeemed myself. We can move on. I know, right? She's like, oh, let's move on before I fuck it up. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tony. you have anything he, else? He, I'm sure no. he's got more to say. 
just to say thank you. This is a, a true uh, privilege and honor. I really love just hanging out with you guys in general. You know, it's fun, whether it's you and I, Mark, or when, you know, Karen's here, she's, you know, she's not traveling or she's out of rehab or, or, or whatever. Or, she's a, or, 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 or I've allowed her. Or Mark, Mark just allows me to show up, yeah. When he's like, all right, I haven't had enough of you yet. Okay. Right. <laughs> and the fact that we just record, my attitude is we get together to talk about all sorts of crazy shit that does or doesn't involve Vegas and record it. And some people want to listen to it and some people don't. And it amazes me that every single week you have these people that are like, yeah, so last week you were referencing. And I'm like, really? <laughs> right. But, but that's what I that's what I mean. It's really exciting that the original concept I had six years ago, because that show went for about a year. Out, yeah. It's just friends hanging out. And, and I would just come up with talking points, but those were really just so we, when we ran out of side things or jokes or stories or whatever, so what we would get back to. This? Yeah, basically. Yeah. And and this it was, show it was a bad evolved first into that. <laughs> I, I think we had like a handful of shows. You're like, oh, that was a really good show, but uh, we we did many shows, <laughs> and a handful does not make a quality show. No. <laughs> well, with that, why don't we move on to Cosmopolitan Rising? It's been well documented that despite their success in nightlife, occupancy, and food and beverage. The one thing Cosmopolitan Hotel and Casino failed at was the casino part. That has all changed in just about nine months under new owners Blackstone, who purchased the $4 billion project for $1.8 billion. First off, they dropped $200 million in for renovations, turning Book and Stage into Click, and moved the sports book right to the front of the property and made it something worth going to hang out at. They are already swapping out some of the underperforming dining options with some very exciting options, including food truck turned sit down restaurant Egg Slut. Pause for a second. They se- <laughs> they separated. I I gotta be honest with you. Other than the fact that I find the food offerings very interesting, how do you not try something that's bold enough to go Egg Slut? Like all right, I, I, your food offerings don't sound interesting, but fuck's sake, you're coming out swinging with Egg Slut for a name. That's side note. They separated the high limit areas for slot players and table games because VP of slot operations have said, quote, through the years, we've discovered that's not the same customer. They really don't want to be in the same room. I got to say, this seems obvious to me now after I hear someone else say it, especially depending on, on the type of table player game. I, I, it's, it's something that I, I almost feel foolish about, but... Is that revelatory to you, or is that is that like, well, yeah, of course, it's always been the same. They're different. Uh, well, I, you know, I had to I had to read it and reread it again to to make sure I was able to delineate because my initial thought was when he was saying through the years we've discovered that it's not the same customer. They don't really want to be in the same room. I thought, what an unbelievably egotistical thing to say. Right. And then I thought, oh wait, 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 they're talking about the high limit slot players versus the high limit. Table game players oh, don't want to be in the same room, and to that extent, I can understand why it's 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 an entirely different feel. Well, yeah, I mean the basics of of I mean at its at its very base core, table game players are sociable slot and machine yep. players are not. Yep. So the idea of putting them in the same room, I could see that. You have basically somebody who's rich and getting to do whatever they want to do, being as loud as they fucking want next to somebody who was rich and wanting to be quiet and doing whatever it is they want to well, do, put them in the same room. And see, I look at it as a little different. High limit table game players, 
don't think much of high limit slot players because if you're a That's high limit true. table game player, That's also true. you're looking at as I know you're my thinking. odds, I know how to play. Yeah. I know it. You're just you're fucking hitting a button. Why are you sitting in here next to me? Yeah. I, I look at it more that way. It's funny. I, it, it seems so obvious to me. And yet until I read that. Did it not click on, oh, my God, they used to have high-limit slots and high-limit table games in the same place? That's weird. All right, anyway. The early results are in, and Cosmopolitan's gaming revenue grew its casino revenue while the rest of the strip basically held flat. Gaming revenue is up 13%. Slot revenue grew 20.4%. And table games increased 9.8%. These increases helped Cosmopolitan to not only have their first ever profitable quarter, but their first ever consecutive profitable quarters. One item of note is that retail and live entertainment revenue fell 21%. However, expenses in those areas fell by 32.8% for a net gain. Part of the reason is the property held few fewer entertainment events than in previous years. But another reason is because Cosmopolitan, in an attempt to compete with the market, was overpaying acts to perform, they admitted. While they expect to have more events in 2016, they plan to learn from what they have and pay for those options accordingly. Well, they plan to learn from what the market taught them. And, uh, God, I fucked that whole thing up. You get the point. They're, they're learning from, <laughs> from what, they, what they've already done. I've heard other people express indifference to the Cosmopolitan, but you, Tony, you, sir, are truly the only person I've ever heard outwardly dislike it. Explain yourself, sir. Explain it. All right, all right. Uh, I think part of it is moderately warranted. I think the other part of it is just pure uh, childish behavior on my part. What I think warrants it was my wife and I went and I stood in line to get... Now, I already had a player's club card, but I didn't bring one with me. And as you know, I always preach... Till I'm blue in the face over at Vice Lounge, don't ever gamble in the casino without your player's card because that's how you get your offers. Right. So I thought, if I'm going to do any wagering in this uh, facility, I want to make sure that it's logged, and I wanted to play at Book and Stage. So I get in line, and I kid you not, I bet you I waited 20 minutes to be able to get this my player's card reissued to me oh. because the people in front of me were getting signed up, and they were... <laughs> I hate to say this, but they were... Um, Visitors from foreign lands, let's say, where maybe English isn't their primary language. And so it just took far too long to get these people signed up for their their players' cards when all I literally needed was someone to type my name in and hit the print button to, you know, crank me out a, a player's card. And knowing what I had, I thought more about it, I would have just sat down at a table game, bought and given my driver's license, and most all casino pits can... Um, Table game pits can, you know, provide you a, a player's card there. But I never, I, I never in a million years would have dreamt it would have taken me roughly 20 minutes to get through the line when there were not more than three people in front of me when I got in the line. So I'm already irrationally angry about how long it took for me to to get my player's card. Finally. I, you know, grab my wife and we head over to Book and Stage where it's the the whole bar was completely packed oh, yeah. with people. But the worst part about it though was that at most 50% of those individuals that were sitting at the bar were actually gambling. Oh yeah, at. in the evening at Book and Stage it was yeah. awful. Oh, it was yeah, raging. Just congregate. Yeah. yeah. And when I, you know, I'm kind of walking around, I'm kind of walking around, and, and the bartender sees that I'm that I'm kind of looking, you know, I'm kind of 
bobbing my head back and forth trying to like decipher if I can figure out if, if a spot's open and, or and uh, Tony don't lie trying to alert the bartender be like see I'm looking to gamble looking right. to gamble he goes <laughs> he goes uh, hey boss can I help you out and I was like yeah I, I, do you have any do you have any open uh, video poker machines and he goes buddy I've got what I've got and he just kind of held his arm oh out, that's like, dick oh, not and good. I was like Damn. Cool, and I literally flung my cards into the wastebasket, and my wife, neither I nor my wife, have stepped foot in Cosmopolitan in probably three years. Aww. So, <laughs> so not even for the, secret pizza. Uh, she has never had secret pizza. That is correct. That's horseshit. Now, now you're just being mean. Yeah, now you're just mean. Now, how, can, how can you withhold that from her? Listen, as we just discussed in the story, the casino has always been the bad part about this. You missed out on the experience of everything they're good at. <laughs> Yeah. Um, perhaps, but I guess my attitude is I. You know, we all vote with our dollar, and Absolute, I refuse no. to. See, um, this is how he gets me. <laughs> patronize a place that um, will will behave in that manner. Now, here's the other part, and this is the irrational part of why I won't go back. And there's a part of me that just wonders if it's. There's a psychological term for it. God love my wife, the um, psychology major, said it is called oppositional defiance. <laughs> Where because everyone else is doing something, you inherently have to go against the grain. All right. So everybody loves Cosmopolitan. Everybody's raging about, raving about Cosmopolitan. And let's be honest, not necessarily this podcast per se, but there are others. You know, there are other the the, the pod the podcast sphere is out there, and they can't swing hard enough from the Cosmopolitan's nuts. And so there's a part of me that wonders if the swinging from the Cosmo nuts has finally just made me say, I, I don't I don't see any value to that. And and I and now I'm just going to rebel against it. You all love it. You all think it's so great. I don't think it's anything and so I'm just going to dog it. Is it completely, you know, nine year old behavior? Absolutely it is, which is why I can hang my hat on the player's card debacle and then the buddy I've got what I've got scenario book and stage and justify why I have not been back in three years I want to attack him desperately but on the flip side I know exactly what he's talking about Yeah. this from a guy who's absolutely obsessed with Assassin's Creed after the game's been out for eight fucking years, because <laughs> I'm like, eh, whatever. It's, I don't well, care. but you didn't have a bad experience with it, Tony. No, did. you're right, but I, so, I know what he's talking so about. So here's the thing. So the bartender's reaction, although shitty, doesn't surprise me. That's because, unexpected. Because yeah, he... Unacceptable. It is, but but it's not surprising because as a bartender, he'd rather have people up there paying for drinks because that's how he's going to make his tips and his money. Is it shitty behavior? No, but... Uh, is it these, shitty behavior? Yes. I mean, yes. Is it shitty behavior? <laughs> yes. Sorry. But remember, these bartenders are, they're some of the best mixologists we've ever come across. Pretty good. So yeah. he would rather be making drinks for folks that are paying for them than giving them comp. Again, not trying to defend it. And, but and, that's, and to further reconfirm, this property has been successful in every endeavor, minus the casino. And, and I will say this. When it comes to gambling, we've had phenomenal days. And we've had god awful days there. Agreed, agreed. We uh, the the table games aren't. Um, the, oh, we the, got killed on a craps table one time. Yeah, well, we've the, had some good runs at blackjack. Right, uh, but, but only in that bond party pit. Only there in that is bond no party place pit. Right. in that property that has been been very. Uh, it, it's it's similar to. It's not as bad as Aria, but it's similar in the sense like I really want to gamble here. Would you please give me just 
mildly bad. Yeah. You know, uh, I, uh, I uh, will fucking say luck. This, from the restaurants that we've eaten at there, they're phenomenal. So even the buffet. As, as a guy that I think has the same similar love that you have, if, if I can encourage you to hit the reset button and stay at Cosmopolitan with us, it, it, oh. if, if only to say, here is the last fucking chance that you have, because I, I, will, I am not exaggerating in the, in the, in, in the proclamation that I, I've said the Treasure Island view I have is, is the view that inspired me to fall head over heels in love with Vegas and go down the path that got this. The, the cosmopolitan view of, of the strip to me felt like the reward for the work that I've done on the show. Like, this is, you burn this. This is what you get. It is amazing. I would spend, like, I, I would almost, so here's the thing. I would almost, because uh, Cosmo has a partnership arrangement with Marriott. So they're not a Marriott property, but you can use your points there. I would almost use some of the ridiculous number of points that I have and get Tony and Jenna comp room. No, no, no. There. This fucker gets comped everywhere. Well, actually, actually, that might him, be the way. Never but mind. But to get yeah. him to stay, I mean, if he got one of the balcony that, that, rooms like that's, we that's had, just residual anger. I apologize, Tony. <laughs> 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 Tony gets comped every. This fucker hasn't paid for a room in. Uh, I don't that's know. That's fine, but the, like yeah. the the studio. I'm just saying it angers me. <laughs> the little studio room that we've gotten there before with the balcony that overlooks the fountains. There is no better view in Vegas. I I would I I would agree. Treasure Island is the only thing that rivals it. And the fact that this is outdoor yes, makes it the number one without a doubt. But you can go outside and you hear the fountains and the music and everything else. It's completely. I mean, well, yeah, you can do that too. It, it's, and I, I, I feel bad that you had such sh- shitty service. I understand what you mean about their players club because I remember having to get a card reissued there too, and it took forever. So I, that I get, and the bartender's behavior was. That is completely unacceptable. Right. And I'm also willing to concede that, you know, it's been three years, and now that they are actually acknowledging the fact that they've got a casino and they're treating the whole property like it's not just a hotel with restaurants, but they do have a casino as well, you know, these numbers show that they are refocused on on the property that maybe, because at the end of the day, listen, Karen, it's not lost on me. You're absolutely right. The bartenders do make their money from the tips and, and I'm sure, no doubt, when you pay for the drinks at, at, or when it was still around, but when you paid for the drinks at Book and Stage, you were paying between 15 and 20 bucks. And if, yeah, you were. Yeah. if they were, they were tipping in their traditional, they being the patron, was tipping in the traditional 15 to 20% manner, absolutely right. You're making between, uh, what, at $20, you're making between 3 and $6 a drink and tip that otherwise I, sitting at the video poker bar, am only tipping you a dollar. I respect that. The flip side is, though, how much more money would they have made off from me coming in and dumping a couple hundred bucks into their video poker machine versus the person that came in and bought one or two Uh, $20 cocktails and then bounced? So they would have been the casino making the bulk of that. Which is what they did. Listen, in in all honesty, Tony, (laughs) if if it were just a place like Planet Hollywood where, where... Let's just say I'm like, no, 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 I love a casino. Like, you got to, no, Tony, you got to try it. You got to try it. No, That's one thing as opposed to like, no, I like elegance or no, I like low rolling or no, I like, like, it's not that. Like, this is me speaking from the heart as a guy going, that was one of the most amazing experiences. Remove the casino. Everything else was one of the most amazing experiences oh, I've the ever had in Vegas. Awesome. The, the, the pool, the dining the room, the view, the the whole experience minus that casino. 
not the beauty of that casino or, or, or the mixology or any of that shit, but you're a real gambler. Like, you're, you're, I aspire to be you. <laughs> and they did shit on you. And, and all the people like you, thankfully, Blackstone is fixing that. Well, and to Tony's point, so this was three years ago. Uh, isn't Blackstone like their second or third owner no, no, no. since then? No, 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 no. This is their first owner ever outside of the original. Really? Oh, yeah. The I bank just they were bought it. and sold once or no, twice. No, okay. no, 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 well, no. It's $4 billion. How do you get people to buy that? <laughs> you had to get Blackstone to buy it. Okay. One of the biggest real estate consolidators on the planet. I, so, look. At the end of the day, I would hope that Tony gives it another shot. Only if because he doesn't, I totally understand why. World blowing, like it, it is one of those things that you're like, just as a guy that I respect and and see eye to eye on something, I want you to experience this. But there's to give Tony, you know, full credit and respect. There are certain artists that I just refuse to go see out of principle. There are certain um, oh my God. restaurant Dion, owners that... Fucking uh, Jennifer Lopez. I, I did, fuck, there's a restaurant owner that you won't go see. You've never eaten his food, touched it, but you think his attitude is awful. <laughs> we all have our little things Gordon that... Ramsay. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny is I knew at some point there's no way that I wasn't being a hypocrite. I didn't realize exactly what it was, but I knew at some point that she would figure it out and, and, and figure out one of them. She's absolutely right. Like, I'm sure Gordon Ramsay's fucking stupid TV persona and it's nothing to do with what a phenomenal so, cook So I is. think of it from the fact that I've, I have seen and read and everyone has told me what a phenomenal show Celine Dion does. I don't give a shit. I will never pay money to go see that woman. It, Tony... If he hates the Cosmo, he hates the Cosmo. He doesn't want to. Stay oh, I will, I, I, I will always hope that he will do it. But to your point, I'll, I will also always respect if he's like, no, they fuck me over. Go, they can go fuck themselves. But like, listen, honestly, I can't really argue with you. <laughs> well, I, I'm also willing to concede it's a little unfair that I let one bartender, you know, essentially check off. Yeah, or, but or cross to your out point. The cosmopolitan. That may be one of the worst I've ever heard of. Like we had pricks over at the Heart Bar at Planet Hollywood. Nobody ever said that not, to us. Yeah, not like that. That to me, I would have made a fucking scene. I think you were actually a gentleman. <laughs> I would have I would have gotten loud. Is is more likely what I would have done. And and throw in how drunk well, loud, I am at Hold time. on, hold on. Loud without being completely inebriated and intoxicated. You just would have gotten loud. That's that's 100% accurate. <laughs> Throw in how, how much I drink in Vegas, there's a chance I would have been thrown out of that place if somebody responded to me like that. Which then would have broken your heart later because you're like, there's a casino in Bandit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean it. <laughs> I am, listen, I, I respect both of your opinions greatly. And if, if both of you seem to think that it's worthy enough. Of um, one more you, chance. He, Just here's one. the deal. You've acknowledged... I mean, now we're going to sound like we're in group therapy, but you've acknowledged, you've said, I hear what you're saying, Tony, and I acknowledge your feelings about that. <laughs> but you should still think about this new scenario where we've had such a great experience, and, and it's hard to, I, I will give you this too, it's hard to not have eaten at some of the restaurants that they've got there because you hear about them, you read about them, you think, oh, yeah. those look so good. I just wish you weren't at the place that shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> so now we know how to get Tony to reconsider something. We say, Tony, I understand. That's and right. I hear well, no, no, no. We, we have from. a case with this one. There, I, I really can't think of any other place on in Las Vegas that I can go, 
I can make a solid case. Like the rest of them going, yeah, they fucked you on Hell, that one. But. I mean, Tony, it's one of those things that, I mean, Mark and I would consider if we ever get to the point where, you know, we're and, stupid rich and, enough. And we, we, we're not stupid rich, but we did think about. Well, yeah, when the, the prices dropped to, you know, 200000 a piece or something, you know, thought about getting a condo at Cosmo. Just because when it was cheaper to get one at Veer, we were going to get one a little more expensive at uh, at Cosmo. And I mean, it's right on the Strip. It's got great views. It's you know, all the food that we love. It's so I guess for us, we again we might be a little more biased because it's just a place that we both thoroughly enjoy. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, maybe the four of us could all should just go in on a condo together then. Oh my god, that would be amazing. <gasps> we could. That'd be the greatest idea ever. <laughs> That would be fun. It would be ridiculous. Except the problem is we'd always want to go to Vegas at the same time. Like, So it's got to be a two-bedroom. It would have to be a two-bedroom. It has to be a two-bedroom, two-bath. <laughs> Otherwise, that we ain't working. We wouldn't be able to get the base price that we're all going, we could swing that. We could swing that. Like, nope, we got to get together. So what can the what can Otherwise, the we'll have together? to trade off all yeah. the time. It's like, yeah, no, no, and no, that's not going to happen. I'm going this week. You're going That's now, not right? going to happen. Be like, oh, but it's taking all the fun out of it. We want to hang out together. I don't know why we couldn't both go at the same time and have a one bedroom. Well, I, 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 I would, do. I would agree with you, but I like Cause, to. Because Jen and I are going to be like, ah. Uh, <laughs> you yeah, two would be like, um, hello. I know. <laughs> right here. <laughs> <laughs> Remember us? <laughs> no, I think we both we wouldn't sign off on that in general because we know what would happen. So let's just not invite that to happen. I like that w- that we're still open to the idea of a two bedroom because. I still know you and the way that you like to live in your home and be able to do and and wear and or not wear whatever you want. Oh, no, no, no. As long as I have my own bedroom with a private bath, I'm fine. That, to me, is still impressive, Tony. You have no idea how impressive that is. Because this woman would normally be like, whoa, 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 whoa. I can't, I can't wear or not wear whatever it is I want anywhere I in my in place. I can, in my bedroom. No, no, no. Bedroom is fine. It's I'm Vegas. I'm impressed. It's different. I'm impressed, Tony. You're in a whole other league of, of <laughs> friendship here. Well, I hope it doesn't kill it when I tell you that my condo has a no-pants policy. <laughs> well, that, that won't be a problem for me. It's like wearing a bikini bottom. That's not a big deal. Sweet. This is awesome. <laughs> all right, all right. Tell me about Planet Hollywood getting a new headliner. After the successful residency of ventriloquist Jeff Dunham last year, making this decision must have not been a stretch for the property without a headliner. Planet Hollywood announced that they've signed America's Got Talent winner ventriloquist Paul Zerdin. Zerdin. Ventriloquist? Ben, what I guess? What did I say? Ventriloquist? I don't know. It's a ventriloquist. What did I say? Didn't sound like that. All right, whatever. Okay. He is their new headliner, making him the third America's Got Talent winner and the second ventriloquist act from the show to get a residency in Vegas. The first, of course, being Terry Fader at the Mirage. The other America's Got Talent guy is Matt Franco. He has a show at the link. I think he does magic or something. His performances will begin Saturday, April 30th at 7 p.m., then weekly Tuesday through Sundays. Tickets start at $42. Listen, I don't I don't watch America's Got Talent, but if the YouTube videos are any sort of a benchmark, America does not have any more <laughs> they, don't, they don't. It's all out. I, okay, so I'll be honest. I, this is like the guilty pleasure. America's Got Talent. The voice. I, I don't judge you for some of these. And for some of these. Idol. I had a phase where I would watch the audition rounds. But all of them, the audition rounds, I find fascinating. As soon as they get into the competition part of it, I don't care. And I love I love the audition bo- rounds of The Voice. I think those are the most entertaining, most fun. But all even right, uh, my, Minor baby sidetrack on The Voice. 
I hate the voice only because nobody has ever amounted to anything on that. Nobody ever. Not just not just the winner hasn't done anything. Any runner-up. No. Nobody has ever done anything. There, I know there's somebody, and I don't know who it is. There is somebody that is out Case now. Case point. Country music doesn't count. No, not country music. Actually, it isn't country music, but it's somebody on the, the pop charts right now, and I don't remember who it is because, I don't. again, I never watched I could be completely wrong. Please write in when I'm when I'm wrong. I hope somebody does. I'm not going to spend the time to do the research. But Fair enough. Ironically, one, one of the most famous ones may be uh, the girl who was on The Voice and she just competed on The Biggest Loser and lost a crap little weight. <laughs> but I, I love... Famous for her talent. Famous for her weight. <laughs> well, no, she's a phenomenal singer. She's really I'm good. I'm sure she is. Okay, when I when I first read Element, when I first read the headline to Sorry, this honey. article, I was like, you know, Jeff Dunham had the, the trial there. It was awesome. Yay, new residency. I thought Jeff Dunham was setting up residency at Hollywood. And then I too, then yeah. I read the rest of it. I was like, God damn it. Do you know this guy? Do you I have like, no idea no, who he yeah. is. I saw, uh, I saw, I saw a, a few YouTube clips. I was severely unimpressed. It, to me, it, it reminded me of old school ventriloquism where it's kind of like, look, I'm going to do tricks with my voice. Look how good I am. I'm saying, he's talking, I'm talking, he's talking. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm, I'm like, I get that you're really talented. I don't give a fuck about your talent. Well, so, I don't want to give you money to be amused by it. So no offense, why do you think that Jeff Dunham's any different? Because he's funny. He is funny. That's what I mean. This guy, to me, wasn't funny. Oh, okay. Jeff Dunham is funny. This guy was more like, look at this. Oh, I, I, he, did, he didn't do this. He but was this, drinking water and singing yeah, yeah. something he, at the he same time. He didn't do that. But to me, what he did were things like that. Like going, look how good this is. Go, oh, this guy's talking. But like, I, I'm not going to lie. That's impressive. Juggling is impressive. None of, neither of these things entertain me. Yeah. Neither and, of these will I give money to. And here's the funny thing, and I don't know why. Um, I never had an interest to go see Terry Fader. Although the clips I saw of him were I, amazing, I, I never had an interest to go. I see agree, him. and I know why you're saying that because it, what it is is phenomenal, but it's not—it's phenomenal to see. I don't necessarily need to see it live and go like, "Wow, it's just like I saw." Like Jeff Dunham is funny. He's it's funny. funny. It makes you laugh and to see these things. I really love how he make the puppets will say completely inappropriate things, and he's like, "I, I don't know." They're it's puppets. Well, and, and, and you totally, seen, and you know. There are other ventriloquists that are funny. And that's the problem is I just don't think this guy was funny. And that's, right, that's no. to me. I'm, I'm not saying ventriloquism isn't a skill. Be like, I, I can't fucking do it. I think it's impressive the things you're doing. Throwing your voice over here and over there. And, oh, you're doing this. Like, that to me is an impressive skill. I, I don't find you entertaining enough to give you a dollar. I was just disappointed that it wasn't Jeff Dunn in the house. I, I agree. I agree. Then we could go see the show that you, you know, completely skipped out on. I have issues with alcohol. We've spoken of this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything to add on this, gentlemen? No, no, no. I, I, I'll, let's roll into the next he's like, incredibly I don't want to talk disappointing. About, he's like, I may be a gay man in a, a, a straight man's uh, body, but I have no interest. In he may be the straightest gay man on the planet. That one, yeah. That's there you go. Sorry. <laughs> that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tony. I really hope you'll cut that out because that was so not appropriate. You're close, Karen. You're real close. I'm definitely not going to blame it on the alcohol. <laughs> you know, I love you, Tony. Uh, tell, uh, God, Mariah Carey sucks. She does suck, Tony. Shocking no one, but possibly those who are fans of her, and only possibly, Mariah Carey's residency at the Coliseum. It's at the it's it's at the Coliseum. I don't know why I was going to say Cosmopolitan. Probably because we've been talking about it so much. 
<laughs> I like how I apologize for what I almost said. And none of us knew. And then knew. I didn't say it, you right? Sound like you were saying uh, Coliseum, <laughs> I don't care. But whatever. Her residency at the Coliseum at Caesar's Palace has been having trouble selling tickets. Oh. In fact, in a two-week stint, more than 4,000 tickets went unsold. By the way, I think the Coliseum only holds like 1,800 people, right? Or 2,200? I don't know. A source admitted Mariah is unaware of the problem because her people are giving away tickets to try and make sure the house looks full. When that doesn't work, those in the cheap seats are encouraged to move up and fill in the space. So for those of you thinking about spending money on the expensive seats, don't bother. You'll end up in them anyway. Yeah, get them for free. <laughs> it was also said that this sort of practice can't go on much longer or Caesars Entertainment will cancel the show like they did for Bette Midler when she had the same problem. Mariah has made no comment, largely because no one has written one for her yet. <laughs> and again, well, yeah, she doesn't know there is a problem. Right? No, she doesn't. <laughs> And she doesn't know there's a reality, so that's okay. Very, very true. Very true. Well, na nail a billionaire in Australia, and that further dilutes your oh, reality. Whatever. She's the most useless worth of oxygen that's ever been. See, and, and see, I like, I like. While I, I don't agree with your your um, unfounded hatred of Celine Dion, I, I have. I'm sure some people could argue an unfounded relationship. Like, I'm not giving that stupid idiot any money. I'm sure she's not a stupid idiot. No, she's a stupid idiot. She's, she's proven that in interviews and in her movies okay, and everything else. I'm, she's I'm proven sure it. I'm sure some of the things, one or two of the things I've said about her aren't accurate. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> maybe, maybe the majority of them are, but... <laughs> All right, thank you. This is so cool that you're, that you're still following this. Tell me about the high roller sex update. All right, the guy arrested for having sex with a stranger on the high roller while in Vegas to get married to another woman is expected to plead guilty to a lesser charge. His partner in coitus is allowing the felony charge to go into the preliminary hearing. Her lawyers wanted to review the video before entering the plea. <laughs> yeah, nice. Her <and> everyone. <laughs> I agree. We need to see the video of them having sex before we make any decisions here. <laughs> No word how the man and his fiance are doing or when they will reschedule their nuptials and lifelong partnership. <laughs> I, there isn't a whole lot to add to this, right? Nope. No, I, I just like the fact that the guy wanted to watch the video. I, I love that. That the lawyer, that that was a listen, listen. We need to see this. Like agreed, and the public needs to see this. <laughs> no, they just need to see it themselves. In the back room. No, exactly. No windows. The, the public needs to see it. The public should no. see it. We should all see it. it. Does, no. No. I, I, no. <laughs> to be honest with you, I'll probably be annoyed by the fact that it isn't in HD. I'm like, oh. <laughs> it's all grainy. It's, it's in black and white. So lame. It's a security camera. But I would love to mock this, this guy who, see, the thing is, you guys haven't seen the video of this fucking asshat uh, talking about, about this whole thing. That, to me, would be amusing. Like, I, I'm like, fingers crossed. I have a feeling you suck in bed. I have a feeling that you suck. And I would love to just be able to openly mock you for your lack of sexual prowess. Like I said, I give the guy credit for going down on her first. <laughs> I have no desire to see one, that video. One gold star from Karen. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't completely write you out. You know, that's okay. Well, at least you're trying. So there's Top Chef Vegas. 
while <laughs> I knew you'd get excited about this. While the latest installment of Top Chef is supposed to feature multiple locations in California, apparently producers thought the finale should be where Californians hang out on the weekend. Vegas Eater is reporting that the finale two episodes, or not the finale, the final two episodes of Top Chef will feature multiple MGM resorts, restaurants, and amenities. The first aired last Thursday, March 10th, and the second will air next Thursday, March 17th, both at 9 p.m. Restaurants featured will be Jean George's Prime Steakhouse at Bellagio, as Win. well as his Steakhouse at Aria, Charlie Palmer's Ariole at Mandalay Bay, and Steak at the Four Seasons, Julian Serrano's Picasso at Bellagio, and Tapas at Aria. Rick Moonen's RM Seafood and RX Boiler Room at Mandalay Bay. Emerald's New Orleans Fish House. New Orleans. I think I always do that. Uh, Fish House. And Top Chef co-host Tom Colicchio's Craft Steak at MGM Grand. But that's not all. Challenges will also be in the Grand Garden Arena, David Copperfield Theater, and contestants will be staying slash shown staying in the MGM Grand Skylofts. And the final judges table will take place in Hakkasan. If you missed the first episode showcasing Vegas, because of course, as you listen to this, that episode has already aired, no worries. Just tune in one hour before on Bravo, before the March 17th show, and you'll see it replayed. I, my wife and I don't watch uh, Top Chef Vegas, or Top Chef in general, really? but we just happened to have stumbled across this show being on in Vegas, so I've actually seen this exact episode nice. that, that we're talking about right now. It's on don't, DVR don't for us. Anything. Yeah, don't it's tell on me DVR for us. Now <laughs> okay. it's going to be oh, like... That, that's what happens after this, sh- now, this recording. I was going to say, now that's what we're going to watch as soon as this is over. <laughs> I love... I'm so interested that you don't watch it because I'm not a, a, a big food. I, actually, you're not a foodie. I guess it's not fair that I can say I'm not a big food show guy because I fucking watch Top Chef now. I watch fucking. I've got into chopped. chopped. Don't I watch another one? I think I watched something else. Um, Maybe I'm wrong. No, I think that's just. A, I don't okay. make you watch any of the food shows. But, but it isn't normally in my wheelhouse, and it's interesting to me that Tony is a bigger fan uh, of food and and food shows, and and you don't watch. Top I Chef. love Top Chef. I, I yeah, it's. I've only just recently gotten into watching these cooking oh, shows. Oh, well, that explains um, it. Never mind. That explains it. And um, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you a show that you've got to binge watch. It's called Worst Cooks in America. I actually started watching that, and I love it, I which is to. awful. You you two conversation. I started with the celebrity <laughs> edition. Yeah, so did we. We found it one Saturday night. They did like a just a marathon of the yeah. entire, and we're like, "What is this show?" Yeah, fell in love with it. Went through and then watched them on uh, either Netflix well, or we had to buy a couple of seasons that Netflix doesn't have. We just bought it off from. All right. Well, so I'm not. I'm not going to buy season. seasons of this. But I think the reason Mark won't watch that show is because Anne Burrell is one of the. It's not just characters. that. You're showcasing people without talent. I don't get the point. What the fuck? But they're this? learning. No, they're learning and, and watching them progress. You, you see how bad, and they're bad, when yeah. they first come in. It's so fun. And then watching them progress is really kind of exciting. You're right. Amber Ellen, her wacky fucking hair drives yeah. me ludicrous. So the other show, Tony, the, and there was one I started watching, is um, All-Star Academy. Yes, that's the second one then yes. that we started watching. Uh, okay, so you have to watch Top Chef, and the, I know they're going to run. I think he would actually really else. enjoy it. I think if he, he likes would. Those. I think he I would. I love it. 
I love Top Chef. That 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 is one of the shows right up there with like Project Runway that you and I sit down and watch every. Uh, oh yeah, you can't talk. You can't start watching like Family Guy. Like those are shows that it's like we get together and be like. It, normally, I go upstairs and I game, and Karen watches the shows that she wants to watch. Once or twice a week, Karen and I sit down and watch whatever we DVR'd of shows that we want to and watch. Top Chef is say, one of well, them. Say Yes to the Dress is probably the ones we binge the <laughs> fuck out of. Don't judge me. I can't believe I got you Don't into that show. And, and, Listen, he, and he loves it. It's so cute. I adore that fucking show. And you can you can. Have mock you seen me. it, oh Tony? Oh, my God. I, I've seen a couple of episodes. Jen just digs that. I so not, that the, oh not the, I Atlanta the Atlanta version? Show. The Atlanta show to me is just... The New York show. It's just so fucking <laughs> wacky and stupid. It drives me nuts. The New York show is. Li- listen, listen. There is something magical about finding the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with. There's also something magical about, especially for a woman, that where you dream your entire life that you're going to wear a certain outfit to marry the man of your dream. A certain dress. It's there, not an outfit. Uh, sorry, sorry, dress. There's something magical about that happiness that you see in somebody that just makes me smile. I love it. I love seeing people that and happy. And he gets so bitchy when the entourage It does. Is the entourage on pisses the me off sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, she's trying, she was happy about that dress. You fucking or you're ruining her day. You, you realize you're ru- ruining your, the image folks have you saying, care. I love Say Yes to the Dress. No, no. It's who I am as a person. It's, 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 it's further refining the understanding of that. Listen, I love love. I love love. That is that is a. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I it, it it makes me. It's not like I cry watching it's the fine. fucking show. It's it, fine. it just makes me. It makes me very happy awesome. to see people that happy when when that moment happens to them. So yeah. So Top Chef, I, I really encourage you if you can get like back episodes of that to watch it. And then sure. Then they have when they get kicked off. There's now Last Chance Kitchen, which is a short little online Bravo series where they battle it in to be able to get back into the final episode. Um, it, it's a great, yeah. It, one of the, we don't watch that many reality shows. I've never seen an episode of Survivor. I've never watched Amazing Race. I, I, but Top Chef and Project Runway are the two that we've watched con- consistently. Oh, yeah. So season one. Oh yeah. yeah. There, Actually, I, think, I don't think I, I paid no, attention. There, to, there was I didn't pay one, attention to season one of Top Chef. There was I know one, we haven't missed one season. Of, no, there was one season of Project Runway we couldn't get through. Oh fuck, that's right. We're like halfway through. We're like fuck this. But yeah, I, I highly recommend it because it's just and and the best part about it is you start watching. Tony, so like, that, Top Chef is the show that that got me to go. All right, I'll watch Chopped. All right, I'll watch. <laughs> like she also watched what uh, beat Bobby Flay. Yeah, I love. I'll that watch. Show too. I, I, I don't. I don't. It, it's not a religious Which thing. Which is ironic because I've I always hated Bobby Flay and I like him better watching I, I, I will watch it like a third of the times that you watch it. Like if it's on, I'm like going, well, I want to hang out with you, so I'll watch this. Yeah. But I mean, there are some shows going, I really want to hang out with you, but I'm not watching this shit. <laughs> so, so the other thing is, um, I love having watched all the oh, seasons. Oh shit, it just occurred to me what the All-Star Academy is. That's where like some random person is and then they get to ring in and they do the help. They're a, norm- uh, they're a normal person. They get a chance to come in and the guests and this year. Smack, they have like one minute to come in and help them. Right. Okay. So, yeah, so they I like have that show coaches. Too. Oh, yeah. you do? Yeah, right. I remember it. I, I've been watching it without you. because. I mean, well, I, I, don't, I don't love it, but it amuses well, me. Well, because it like has it. Curtis Stone and... Uh, 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 it's good. I just uh, want to endorse it. Judge for, for, for those of you that somehow value my opinion, I, I yeah. do find that amusing. Anyway, it, it has some great celebrity judges, and they team up with folks, and they try to get them through. But anyway, um, <laughs> the other thing I love about Top Chef is we've watched it through the years, and I've actually had a chance to eat 
at some of the restaurants of these folks and, and some of them I want to eat at like after they've won. I'm still so mad that I never, before we left Chicago, I never had a chance to go eat at uh, the Girl and Goat. And it's the first... I know what that is. It's a restaurant and I can't remember the winner's name. It was the first female winner on Top Chef. Oh. And she has her own restaurant. It's a farm to table in Chicago. Oh. And it is, well, like the reviews are phenomenal and I've never oh. had a chance to go eat there. Oh, but, are we're going back, so... <laughs> well, yeah, and a lot of these folks you see coming back. So Richard Blaze won... He didn't win his season. He won the first, I think, All-Stars. And oh, so I'll now tell you what, he's Tony, a judge. I can't, as a side note, I cannot recommend the All-Stars. Uh, is it All-Stars? No, Masters. Masters. That I can't recommend. I'm not a big fan of catty bitchiness. The fucking irritates the shit out of me. You're all professionals. You're all just doing the best that you can to win. But don't be fucking when little pricks. When they're doing the regular Top Chef, most of them don't have a name behind them. So they're I, I doing this that. to get the public but thing. What I but when the enjoy masters, about masters is oh these are all people going, God. Oh, we're fucking pros. We're having a good time. Oh, you kicked my ass on that one. That was good. Like, Oh my God. I love these people. Yeah. That top shot masters. Oh, is so good. All right, yeah. We, we'll look, I'll look for it. I'll Tony's look like, for I it. I got that, it. I got that's it. That's neat. Shut up. I got I know, it. Top chef made a note about it five minutes ago. Dick. What else? <laughs> So we've got some uh, Fremont busker bullies. Yeah, so continuing to make a case for their uselessness, it's being reported that the buskers on Fremont Street are having trouble with bullying. As we've reported before... Hey, no, no, no recycling here? Over here? Karen's doing a beer run. She was totally going to leave me out. Oh, ouch. Yeah, oh, there's like a quarter there. You're recycling. We're, we're only on like page four of the notes. I love that woman. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> she wants to put it in the studio. Yeah, yeah. That would Seems be. like a great idea. Right. <laughs> I've seen you with a beer bottle at a craps table. You know what we Possibly need? go wrong around a computer. How many, how many episodes would be completely ended by going, well, no episode this week. Mac fucked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, back to the story. As we've reported before, last November, a system was established that designated 38 performance zones for people on Fremont to display themselves in all manner of embarrassment so they can earn a few dollars to support their habits. The way you get one of these zones is to put your name in a daily lottery that determines who gets to perform where in two-hour stints, then they rotate. On most nights... All 38 zones are not filled, and the city has adopted a free-for-all policy for those spaces available. This, in turn, has caused the carnies to fight over them. Now, on a positive note, one of the buskers admitted outside of this whole bullying thing, it's been a pretty good situation, this, this whole little busker zone area. What are, what are your thoughts on this? You and I aren't fans of this. No. Um, it, frankly, to me, saying that the um, new zones have been excellent for the performers and, you know, cleaning up the downtown image is a lot like saying that the methadone clinic is starting to give out breath mints. I, it, it, I, I see absolutely zero benefit in the long run because your meth mouth doesn't stink anymore. I, this is... I, I listen. You know what? Th I, I'm not gonna lie. There's a part of me that kind of wants to um, uh, get my own zone while we're there for 360 Vegas Vacation Three, just to say I actually had 
one of my own performance zones. And I don't know what I would do. I mean, oh my I, God, I have to seriously consider this for 360 Vegas Vacation 4 or 5. <laughs> like, how do we not come up with something? All we got to do is throw our fucking name in here, man. <laughs> well, oh, my God. Actually, how cool would that be if we just fucking podcast from one of the spaces? From a busker zone? Holy yes. shit. Wow. Yeah, here, here, maybe, there might be something there. Here's an idea in the in, in the making. We'll see if it ever comes to fruition, but wow, that, that is a clever idea. Tony just came up with the idea that we would uh, uh, get a free busker zone and then podcast in it on Fremont. You don't seem to re- respect. That's, I, I'm thinking. Karen was doing a beer run. We apologize. No, we don't. She's doing a beer run. You respect that. That's that's the only reason he lets me on the show is so I can you know, like restock <laughs> his beer during the course. What are you talking show? about? She restocks it when we're when I'm doing the show. I just get to silently it, it signal signal her, text her. I, These are things that would be edited out before. They aren't. Enjoy. That's an interesting concept because I don't know how you'd get all your equipment down there and what's your power source and how iPhone. would you? I do the iPhone. You'd podcast from your iPhone. Yeah, I mean, the audio wouldn't be phenomenal, but it would still be good. Tony and I are pros at this. We know where the mic is on, on the iPhone. Don't forget. Which the... means y'all y'all would be standing there cheek to cheek talking into it. Like, no, 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 what are you talking about? There's a mic on each side of the phone. Uh-huh. We do reviews on the goddamn phone all the time. You know where the goddamn mic is. I know, but the visual is so much more interesting. Right, fair enough. I, I'm not going to argue with that at all. <laughs> that is clever as shit because we could do that. We could literally just record right off the phone. I, I, I don't know if anybody knows this. The first, like, 12, 15 episodes of Annie Up were all recorded on an iPhone in that exact way. And we just edited it together so you would never know. It could easily be done that way. All we would need, obviously, we would need an external source so we would have show notes or whatever, unless we were going to do some kind of a review-type segment. Okay, now but... you're getting way too technical for these folks. What are you talking about? We have some kind of external source. What the hell does that mean? Uh, iPad. To get, yeah, what's your iPad or... Paper or whatever. I mean, there are other. I mean, knowing me, it'd definitely be iPad. Who is paper? <laughs> paper. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't mock me. You don't mock me. Awesome. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. That's part of the reason why I'm here. See, and normally I would cut this out, but now you're going to get the respect of, of knowing, like, going, oh, no, no, no. She doesn't put up with nearly as much shit as you he thought. You always she just put cut it out. So you never got to hear it. I'm like, oh, 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 you're not going to respect me on the show, woman? Click, click. Now you're respecting me. <laughs> well, there it is. All right. Well, then let's move on to Prop Bets. <laughs> yes, let's. For those of you unfamiliar, Prop Bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, with new leadership comes new ideas, and Vital Vegas reports that the former 888 Baccarat room and former sports area at the downtown Grand is now the high limit slot room. To be clear, this is still a room not much larger than a two car garage. I've never understood why they ever did this. To me, when I first saw it, when they first came out with it as, as the Baccarat room, I'm like, it's kind of embarrassing that you're calling this a room. Just just make it closet space or something. Don't. It's bad. Yeah, I don't know where it is. You don't so. remember where it is? Nope. Yeah, it's bad. As is becoming the popular trend, events that formerly used UNLV or MGM Grand Arena are considering a move to T-Mobile Ariba. Ariba? Arena. Ariba. <laughs> T-Mobile Arena. This time, the Pac-12 NCAA basketball tournament is considering the move despite this year being the first time the four-day tournament has had a sellout in the 13,000-seat MGM Grand Arena. 
how many how many seats are in the T-Mobile? Uh, twenty. Okay, well, that's why they're considering a move. Well, I get it, but it, they've been there for four, four years, five years, and this is the first time they've ever sold out, and that's only thirteen thousand. Oh, okay, good point. Yeah, hence, hence the sentence you just read. Well, no, but they could be looking at it as if we have a growing base, so now it's time for us to look for All a right, larger. All right, that's a fair argument. I can't, I can't. Well done, well done, well done. You're, Every now and then, you're a formidable co-host. Yeah. <laughs> Following up on last week's report of Cirque's Mystere opening their doors to people for rehearsals, Bud Vegas confirmed that Ka at MGM still offers the same experience Tuesday at 11 and 11.30 a.m. Isn't that interesting? You can watch them rehearse, Karen, for free. We'll yeah. never be up that early. <laughs> never. Oh, or yeah. down there that early. But except, except 360 Vegas Vacation 3, which is South Strip. It is. Woo-woo. All right, so Vital Vegas is reporting that Sharknado 4 has been spotted filming in multiple Jesus. locations in Vegas. Sharknado 4 will feature Gary Busey, Ian Ziering, David Hasselhoff, <laughs> Tommy Davidson, and Tara Reid. Isn't it fucking hilarious? It's amazing. That list, you're like going, can you name five people who are, are famous and yet pathetically like out of work and will do anything to get a, a paycheck? Like... Yeah, that's pretty much it right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I thought that the, everybody thought... That, look, the only reason why number two came out was because it was just... The first one was just so terrible, it was good. Totally and agree. so they embraced the the completely cheesiness of it. Yes. Now we're getting to Sharknado 4, and I think even people are like, all right, that is, this is... Well, and let's be honest, it's always the default. Hawaii and Vegas are always the default when you're like, we're running out of ideas. We're like, uh-huh. let's go to Vegas go to Hawaii. But wasn't Sharknado 1 in Vegas? No, no, no. You're thinking of, and I cannot remember it, and I know somebody's freaking out. There was a second sci-fi that had the guy that from, I think it was Malcolm in the Middle or something. He was the star of some other shitty B-movie thing that was that was in Vegas. We watched it. It was horrific as Sharknado. I don't remember what it was. Right in. Whatever. When police served Chum Lee of Pawn Stars fame this week with a search warrant and a sexual assault investigation, they discovered enough meth. They discovered enough meth and weed to charge him with 19 counts, as well as one for possession of a gun by a prohibited person, and arrested him accordingly. Police did clear. <laughs> sorry, police did clarify that he has not been charged with sexual assault. Just part of an investigation, which is what they were there investigating. See, what is most interesting to me isn't isn't necessarily the meth and the, and the weed or whatever, but it's the it's it's the phrase possession of a gun by a prohibited person. Well, because so, to me, so I'm obviously like, there's something in his past that we don't what know I mean. about. That's that, what's the most yeah. interesting to me because I'm like, what the fuck did you do that you're right off the bat like whoa whoa whoa, you're not allowed to have this like. Why do you know that? <laughs> so here, here's the other thing. Again, I found funny on Facebook this week. I feel like there's been a lot of funny things. There was a picture of Chumley's mugshot, and it said bail set at $500,000. Then you had a picture of Rick underneath it from Pawn Stars with that look on his face. He's like, sorry, the best I can do is two fifty. <laughs> this is what I love about social media. Not only do you I, get to yeah. interact with listeners or whatever, 
There are some funny fucking people uh, yeah. on social media. There really are. And that one I thought was just classic. I mean, you look at the guy and I'm like, the meth kind of surprises me, but maybe that's how he's gotten skinny. Oh, my God. That's so funny that you say that because when I read those, I'm going, Chumley involved in drugs, weapons, and sexual assault. Well, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's, I figured one of them was a real creep, and and him being the one, that's definitely who. If you were like, okay, pick out of the four stars, who's the creep? Like, well, clearly it's Chum Lee. <laughs> well, so here's the funny thing. So he gets arrested for possession and the gun charges, but not for the sexual assault, which is what they were there to investigate in the first place. Right. So they basically walked into his place, already expecting it, to bust him for something. Right, well. Or, or at least part of a crime. Let, let's be honest. It could be his buddy that did some sexual crime at his house, and they were investigating. So it. maybe this is where I have to defer to our, um, you know, lawyer on hand. So if you if you approach somebody's house on a sexual assault investigation, you walk into their house. Are you actually searching the house for stuff, and did, could they have found the drugs and the weapon? That's how I understand. Searching it. for that, or because it was a sexual assault case. We, without reading the search warrant, I, I, I can't give you a whole, a, a very good answer. My guy. guess is if they came over with the search warrant, my guess is he probably didn't have this meth and weed, uh, especially with 19 possession counts. Yeah. Let me tell you well, how that well hidden. works out. Yeah. They found 19 bags of oh, Jesus meth Christ. and, and weed. And yeah. weed. So you're almost talking distribution then. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Ah, okay. So what they were searching for, well though, done, as a Chumley. sexual assault investigation, I'm not sure unless they were, and this is a complete guess. I have, I truly, I, I don't know, but based just Disclaimers on, noted. Ex, yeah. Right. Well, just based on experience as a criminal defense attorney, my guess is there were probably pictures and... If they got passed around and they said, well, it happened at Chum Lee's place, they may have been going to Chum Lee's place to see if they could identify anything in the background of the picture that was in his home. So if she's getting Eiffel Towered and in the background there's like a poster or something on the wall, that might have been what they were trying to, 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 to match up. Okay. So. Is there anyone else out there that desperately wants to be in 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 the crowd not i mean the jury would be a dream come true but just to at least be in attendance as as tony serves court that would be fun to watch oh my god i would travel to michigan to sit (laughs) in the audience to watch tony but uh, the only difference is you can't go you go boy every time he makes a point that would be tough you you can't that that. would be tough i would get the number going What's he gonna say to that? Face, back bitch. In a quarter, bitch. Face, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Whose co-host is that? This motherfucker. <laughs> what, what was that? Uh, I was trying to make it real because it's cool, right? It's cool. No. Uh, to go boo boo. Not really. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going with the moment. Wow. <laughs> Clearly, I fumbled it. <laughs> you got the last one. Last one. Bido Vegas reports that the Cal Club restaurant at oh, I fucked that one up. Bido Vegas reports that the Cal Club restaurant and San Francisco Pub Casino Bar have closed at the California. The San Francisco Pub Bar is undergoing renovations, but the Cal Club is gone for good. 
are, are you guys fans of uh, Main Street Station or the California? The Main Street Station I like. Okay. I think it's I think it's cute. The Cal I want to like. I, I think it's outstir- It's exterior signage is gorgeous, but yeah. the inside I'm like. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I'm real excited. I'm I am an unnecessary, and I even I said this many a time, even on my own podcast. So I will out myself. I am an unnecessary fanboy of Main Street Station, um, but it's the cow has grown on me, and and I'm real interested. In, I'm I'm kind of excited to see what the uh, renovations are going to do to it. You know, part of the reason why I love Main Street Station is that you know that old train. Ch- uh, oh yeah. What do you call that? Train station type charm, you know, the with all of the gorgeous wood and they've got the um with those windows with the the colored glass and what do you call that? I agree. Yeah, stained glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stained glass. It's it's beautiful. It's I get a it. beautiful casino. I agree. Okay, so I, here's the thing. I think Tony and I need to go to like the historic homes stuff together because okay. I think he and I would love it. I agree. And yeah. you so so when we were talking about going to Jen DC, and I should get drink a shit ton of, sure, of Miller Lite. I don't know if she's in her, into it or not. But, like, I want to... Okay, complete, again, tangent. I want to go see historical Williamsburg. I love to go see the old, you know, houses and with the servants' quarters and all that kind of, like, classical stuff. Mark she wants like, to see that down in, like, New Orleans and stuff. I'm like, I don't, I don't care to see... Oh, the Garden oh, District. Oh, come on, Mark. Things. Wouldn't you want to go walk through, like, the cemeteries no. where everything has yes. to be a mausoleum? I can't get him okay, to go the, to okay, do a the, cemetery the cemet- tour. Uh, the cemeteries, I've said, I, I would entertain. It, it's it's the plantations. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't care to visit oh, where no, white people no, boarded no, no, over. No, no, no. Yeah, the slaves. That I don't, history. I don't really care. No, I mean, no, no, no. I want to go see those. No, the I don't. The history in those is unbelievable. The era of I'll, living. I, I, I don't know. And, no offense, I, I, I want to go see, because they've preserved the slave quarters. I want to go see that because it's um, unbelievable the conditions these people were living in. To me, I don't want to whitewash that and be like, it never happened or whatever. I, I'm not I, trying to I whitewash to it. it. My problem is, is I want to set the fucking mansion on fire is, is, is my problem. But see, I, it was a, that was an era of history. So to I, me, I that would be like, wait, so hold on, so hold on. So that, that's like eradicating the concentration it. camps. Okay. It happened. It was awful. And if you completely get rid of it, you forget why you did well, it. Well, may, maybe what it is is like, I would love to see one of them. I don't need to see a collection of them, which is what all those tours are. But th- No, but the tours are, the if they have multiple slave quarters on a plantation tour... That you tells you, you don't the see number of one sli- You don't see one plantation on those things. You see multiple plantations. No, you can go do one plantation. Okay, well, these the are one far, I would these do. These were like hundreds of acres. They're the one, not like the they're one next door I to each do. other. The one I would totally do. Maybe I completely misunderstood what they were. and that well, and you, that's, you paid no attention. You're like, I'm not doing it. I'm not perhaps, doing it. Perhaps Mark like a, not do. Mark <laughs> not do. Perhaps I didn't pay any attention at all. That That's entirely possible. Perhaps Mark did not do. No, you didn't. Mark definitely did not do. I was trying to do a callback and I fumbled it. Tony, so you you and I are going to go tour old houses and shit together. Uh, sure, I do. Okay, another tangent then. Do you have you been watching um, um, Rehab Addict? No, no, oh. not an so HG. Oh. No, but you should. So she's restoring all these old homes in Detroit. You should. With stained glass windows and original woodwork and all this stuff in it. Oh. All right, Tony's not interested in home stuff. Yeah, then. Right. sorry, yeah, I, I that, that's where you 100% yeah. lost me. Okay. Well, that's it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to coming attractions. Mm-hmm. 
So Coming Attractions is the portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. Boston is on tour celebrating their 40th anniversary and will be performing at the Downtown Las Vegas Event Center Friday, July 15th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $46. I don't see. I don't think I, I, I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm a fan or, or that I'm against them. 40 fucking years. Okay, so here's the thing. The first thing that thought jumped in my head, and I wasn't going to do it because I didn't want to like jump in and be like, comment, but since you did, I will. I could see Tony going to the show. Boston? He's 40 years old. I am. Kind of in Tony, his wheelhouse. Oh, no, no, no. Tony is very much old parlor piano type dude. <laughs> Billy Joel, Elton John, yeah. party stuff. Boston's Boston, not no. that far off. You're, no, no. no. Boston's Boston one. is like air supply. Thank you. Chicago. This guy gets it. it yeah. Right. It's different. It's uh, not I that agree. I wouldn't. I, I, you know what? There's I might wrong with past the, uh, I might walk past the event center when they were playing and, you know. Hear some, right? Exactly. And be like, oh, yeah. To me, it's kind of like the transition between the doors and 80s pop music. Uh, or, you know, where, where it was heavily synth. This was more like, we're doing synth, but it's kind of keyboard. It's kind of funky. We're just a little pop. and doing a little transition. We're still rock band. We're still rock band. Okay, whatever. I mean, I don't agree I'm with really them, sorry. but that's, that's what I think they were I brought that said. up because apparently I'm totally off. Right. <laughs> Panic at the Disco is performing at the Boulevard Pool at Cosmopolitan on Thursday, May 12th. Show starts at 6 p.m. and tickets start at 43 bucks. The 24-7 Comedy Fest featuring Bobby Slayton, Frank Caliendo, Jackie the Joke Man Martling, and more are performing at the Orleans Saturday, April 23rd. Show starts at 7.30 p.m., clearly not 24 and or 7. Tickets start at an unknown amount because tickets weren't on sale at the time I wrote this. <laughs> Who knew she was still alive, but Belinda Carlisle is performing at the Orleans Saturday and Sunday, April 30th and May 1st, Show starts at 8 p.m. and tickets start at $40. I do have to say, have you seen a picture of her? No. She is nice. fucking amazing for a 58-year-old. That woman looks fantastic. I would easily... So, okay, so this plays into me telling Tony what you did. Who knew she was still alive? Well, he's trying to make a joke, Karen. He's trying to make a joke. But I, I, I was shocked at, at her profile. 58 years old. I could easily mistake her for somebody in her mid to late 30s. Easily. Mid to late 30s? She looks fantastic. I look Holy at you, shit. I look at you and I'm going, mid to late 30s, you look fucking stunning. Belinda okay. Carlisle, I could easily, I know I'm, I know I'm fucking, uh, oh, No, I'm not going with my age. No, 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 But I, I look my age. That's fine. She looks fantastic. No shit. Fucking Google that woman. It's impressive yeah. as fuck. Or click on the link if you're looking at show notes. Fucking impressive. Well, I would, except now I have to read the next one. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll look job. after this. There you go. Is, uh, my job goes comes first, I understand, because that's what you want me to do with those I got yelled at. That's right. So, Night Ranger is also at the Nor <laughs> Night Ranger is also at the Orleans on Saturday and Sunday, May 14th and 15th. Show start at 8 p.m. Tickets start at 35 bucks. Uh-oh, I think we may have to add something to Vegas Vacation 3's itinerary. <laughs> uh, it's the pre-show. No. The pre-show. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> Well, don't forget you can find uh, links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists that we report on our coming attractions. That calendar, it's on the blog. So let's check the river.
pause. Hold on. Hold on. There is no way that is not an untouched photo. She you looks know, fucking amazing. <laughs> That's the first thing that I thought too, and you're probably right. Because Holy shit. At 50, like literally, I Googled. I literally said, hey Siri, how old is Belinda Carlisle when I saw the picture? I'm not bullshitting no, she, you. She looks like she's in her late 30s. I totally agree with you. She looks fucking amazing. For 58, that, that is an air, epic. An airbrushed photo, best angle, something. That, she I totally agree with you. I, that's oh hilarious. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, cause I, I was curious, and I'm like, I'm happy that like, you yeah, interrupted no, it, no, because no. I thought the exact same thing. Oh, well, we've got some listener feedback. Uh-oh. Oh, Tony uh, fucked up. No, he didn't. I jumped in. Remember? No, no, no. no. Uh, oh. Listener feedback is that Tony oh, fucked up. Oh, right. Yes, yeah. I was making fun of it because Tony doesn't normally fuck up. Okay. It's bro. Sorry. How, ahead, how did I fuck up? Read, read, read the email. <laughs> well, I said we've got some listener feedback. I know. I know the listener feedback up. is read that you the fucked first up. Feedback. Mark. You didn't make it all this way yeah, through the show. It's from Inga. She writes, right. Mark, your co-host demolished my name, but it was still fun to hear my donation. And and your and your your um Opinion about four wins is wrong, Tony. Read about how it's wrong. You read it. She said, FYI, four wins machines are not close at all. It's a gorgeous casino. Gorgeous! <laughs> Huge and rooms awesome. I won big buck. No, <laughs> I won big. Stop. Gave it back. <laughs> I'm only reading the words she sent. No, you, you sort of were adding others in there. But sorry. No, she literally said, huge and rooms, awesome. No, gorgeous, it wasn't that. It was, uh, I won the big buck. I won, I big, won big, but gave it back. But went home with my money, so the karma donation worked good enough for me. Hells yes. Have a good week, Inga. Listen, <laughs> Inga, I, I respect your opinion to be wrong. Uh... I don't disagree that it is a gorgeous casino. I don't know if I'd say it's gorgeous. Well, that that was your inflection, to be honest. Yeah, she just wrote gorgeous again. Right. I, I would have read it as, it's a gorgeous casino. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Right? Karen, I see eye to eye, Tony. I think you're over <laughs> Huge and awesome rooms. <laughs> it's almost like it's supposed to be a limerick. <laughs> oh, I like his insight. It's, it's, it's a know. gorgeous casino. Gorgeous. Are you not a? Do, why are you not a huge fan of Fort Wins? I've always heard a lot of the Indian casinos were really impressive. I've I've not been to any. Oh, so I'm I have assuming no point that this came up on last week's episode. Maybe it did. It did, it did. Inga Inga gave a, a karma donation, which, as as you're well aware, when people donate to the show for karmic reasons, it works out 100 percent of the time. So you should donate frequently. I was gonna say apparently not because she donated and Tony couldn't say her name right. So. Well, uh, the karma isn't that Tony would pronounce her name right. It's that she would have a good trip in gambling, and it worked out. Okay. Yep. I'm just, uh, Karen, to answer your question, I uh, I have been to the Four Winds Casino on a handful of occasions. Um, and while I don't disagree that it is a gorgeous casino, it's uh, I, I think they cram the slot machines into this casino. So you just you have a very hard time being able to get through if you're trying to walk through a, a particular section. Inga's challenge. But don't they have a lot of uh, different four wins? I mean, there's more than one, right? Oh, I there, don't know. Do they? There 
is. And and for this one, for her to be referencing it to be gorgeous, she's talking about their their main the casino in New Buffalo. They do have a couple of little um, outhouse type casinos in like Dowajak, um, but they're they're literally they're about the size of two double wides put together. Oh wait, so New Buffalo is on the completely western side of the state of Michigan, just north yeah, of the Inga, border. Yeah, Inga's in Chicago. She's one of the listeners that we unfortunately oh. missed the opportunity to okay. meet while we were in there. No, it just took me a minute to place New, New Buffalo, and oh, now gotcha. I think I know where yeah. it is. But mm-hmm. I, I could see why they would have a, a big, beautiful one there with the uh, the lake and summer crowd and oh, wineries sure. and stuff that, that they Guaranteed. have there. So, all right. No yeah. doubt. No doubt. So, you know what, Inga? I'm so glad you enjoy it. I promise I won't be one of the individuals that will be in there taking up uh, space. <laughs> all right, you, you, you'll have get to all the slots that you want to be at. So, uh, anyway, she said, "Have a good week, uh, Inga." So you too, Inga. Thanks. Right. I will have whatever week I want to have, Inga. You don't tell me. Oh, how I, I want it. Week. I'll take Inga's advice. I hope it's good. I, I, what if I prefer a shitty week? Well, I will you have can. That week. I, I want to take the good week. Hey, speaking of having a shitty week, I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is why this guy's my co host. Like, going, who supports me saying some bullshit? Like, I want to have a shitty week. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, fortunately, fortunately it was not, um, it it could have been uh, significantly worse, but do you have your phone by you, Mark? Of course. Um, I just sent you a text message of a picture of what is uh, left of my. Right. So you just sent him a a picture. Right. Well, he can pass it to you, can't he? Well, no, but you're like, I sent you a text message of a picture. You sent him a picture. Oh, well, I mean, I, yes, but I sent it through iMessage, so it's technically... Oh, my technically God, a, are you okay? I am okay. I am okay. Uh, but that is... That's not um, a good one, Tony. Those that, are the, those are the accidents that kill people. Yeah. Yeah, I think that um, it is partially by the grace of God and partially by the uh, airbags there that you see... Um, inflated. Inflated that... Um, uh, for, so for the listeners that are trying to like, what the hell are you guys yeah, talking about? No, no, no. About? Uh, basically a picture it's of the Tony's... Worst the worst accident the, you can two, imagine. Four-car... Four the, uh, the, uh, the accident that kills people. Four-door car and the two doors pass... Or, you know, driver's side and backseat passenger just smashed in. Literally, yeah. Karen drove shittily to our dinner and I gave her a hard time about... How the oh, incident Jesus that Christ. she put me in is the type of this incident that This is not about us someone. right now. We need to focus on Tony. I'm just trying to what illustrate the hell happened? that what happened to Tony is what I said. Oh, these are the kind of accidents that kill people. Yeah. And Tony actually went through that. You're not going to be killed. Go ahead. Uh, Tony, what happened? So it, Somehow I'm it happened yesterday morning on the way to work. I was going through a, an intersection. Uh, and a guy decided that he also wanted to go through that same intersection at the exact same time. Didn't even slow down, didn't even stop. Holy uh, shit, T-boned man. me uh, on the driver's side and um, and hit, literally, as you aptly point out, it's it's from the from it's the, the kill zone. Front, door. Dri- it is the, the kill zone. Room. Yeah. And uh, how, so... How are you still talking to I us agree. right now? I agree. How are you I, not I'm... somehow on the mend or... or Jesus Christ, Tony. I'm I'm sore, particularly my my left leg, which was yeah. you know my left leg being closest to the driver's Christ. side door, is is sore. But but no. So here's the best part. So so what happened here's was the when the driver. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear the best Donald part. It was Donald Trump. Oh please tell me it was Donald Trump. <laughs> the uh, so the driver that t-boned me 
I was in, it was a three-lane uh, road, a one-way three-lane road, and I happened to have been in the far left lane. So when he hit me, he knocked me through, literally just pushed my car um, perpendicular. So I went across the middle lane and, and into the third lane and then up onto the the curb up on the uh, you know on in the the grassy knoll if you will on the other side but i clipped a young lady because she was she was in the lane next to me and and was you know right near my okay you, uh, you my clipped face. her car not a, 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 a like pedestrian walking correct okay correct right, yes, right. yes yes okay. yes so when i come to a stop you know when the vehicle finally comes to a stop you know, I, I, I have to climb out of the passenger side because I can't get out of the oh driver's side. God. And if and if listeners want to actually see the, the damage itself, they can just find me at Tony Snyder. I sent a, you know a what? Tweet I'll actually put it on the fucking blog post. Jesus well, Christ. If Tony's okay with that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. Well, he just um, shared this fucking Twitter handle. I imagine he's okay with it. So I, I get out and I ask the young lady, you know, are you okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And, and I go in and I ask the driver that hit me if he was okay. And he said, yeah, I'm fine. I just can't find my cell phone. And, oh, you know, lawsuit. And I didn't think much of it, except that I thought, okay, you know, maybe he wanted to, to call 911, but he seemed a little dazed and I got it. My That's why I love Tony, because the first thing I would have thought, I was like, well, yeah, he's got to notify his folks. <laughs> it wouldn't have, right. like, like, yeah. So right, because I so thought wait. he was probably in his, uh, you know, early to middle 20s. Right. So, okay, again, the first question was how old was this guy? Early yep. to middle 20s. Yep. Um, what time was it? Uh, 8 a.m. 8 a.m. Jesus Christ. And he said, I can't find my cell phone. Correct. And and I figured in the accident, you know, his cell phone probably nope. went flying. I mean, nope. my car looked like a tornado had gone through the inside of it. Just, you know, Jesus. everything was everywhere. So I'm, you know, and it's kind of weird when you're in a in a in a car accident like that. I'm 38 years old. I'd never been in a car accident like. Let, let me put it this way. I joke with my wife. It was strange to be in a car accident that wasn't my fault. What <laughs> mean? You know, I was before. Uh, and, and you can ask Jen sometimes. She'll love to tell you the story about how I had a duct tape side mirror to my car for five years. Um, but anything that I ever did to my car, it was something that I had done, and I had done it with usually an inanimate object. So this was, um, you know, this was actually someone else's fault. But I, I it's just weird how um, your your mind. And it, I, I, some people call it shock. I don't think I went into shock until later on in the evening when I was home at night. But yeah. you, all of a sudden, I started thinking, well, gosh, Jen's gonna have to come pick me up, so I need to just start loading this stuff into my briefcase. You know, and I'm, and I'm loading stuff into my briefcase. The um, police officer, police finally arrive, and uh, the police officer points to my car and says, okay, well, whose vehicle is this? And you know, I said, well, it's mine. And he points to the, to the vehicle of the young lady who, who I'd clipped with, with the back end of my car, and he said, whose is this? And she raised her hand and said, that's my car. And he said, whose car is that? Pointing to the driver's car. And we said, oh, that's the driver. And he goes, well, where is he? We said, we don't know. He took off as oh. soon as he got out of the car. Holy shit. So so he's like, okay, so now all of a sudden it's no longer just an accident it's report. It's a hit and run. Now, right. Exactly. Well, it's yep. a hit and run causing an accident, which is a felony in Michigan. Yep. Oh, shit. So now you've got, you know, a, 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 a hit and run causing an accident. Um, he disregarded the, the, the yield that was where he should have yield to me as I was going through the intersection. Um, but the, the best part is when the tow truck driver 
comes up and says, okay, well, what car do you want me to take first? And the police officer said, well, since this guy ran, I want you to take his car away first right. in case he tries to come back for it. Nice. And the, uh, so he's like, all right, no problem. And he, the tow truck driver steps away. I continue talking to the police officer, giving my insurance and whatnot. Um, police officer walks away for a few minutes. Next thing I know, the tow truck driver comes back and said, I figured out why your guy was a rabbit. And I said, I, I don't, what are you talking about? Meaning he ran. He said, yeah. the, the driver, I know yeah. why he uh, bounced away as quickly as he did. And I said, why, what's going on? He said, when I got in his car to straighten up his wheel so that I could get my tow truck lift underneath it, I found a bag of pot in the car. <laughs> So, of course, now we're joking about, wait, wait, wait. You're worried about your cell phone, but you leave your bag of pot in your right. pot when you leave like the scene? Idiot. Priorities, dick. Priorities. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so, I don't know if the guy was high, you know, and he just wanted to get out of there because, you know, he caused an accident while he was high. I, I mean, I don't know. That's truly pure speculation um, because I just chalked up his kind of dazed and confused attitude right, to, right. you know, shock of the car accident. Yeah. But no, no, no. I am I am 100% fine. Jen took me to what's called urgent care. It's essentially just a walk-in clinic here right. in the Lansing yeah, yeah. area. They checked me out. Um, nothing broke. Uh, to the best of their knowledge, the only um, traumatic brain injury I have is, <laughs> you know, self-inflicted from, from alcohol and falling. Yeah, but so, you're, you're going to be sore with that kind of a hit if it didn't hit you. So this happened yesterday? Yes. Yep. Wait, wait until you wake up tomorrow. You're really yeah, going to hurt. Uh, the, um, she, well, the worst part is, so I go through the whole you know, dog and pony show of getting checked out and getting x-rays and, you know, everything is fine. And so the doctor essentially just says, well, you know what? I, I want you to take about three Advil every six to eight hours and you're good to go. I'm like, no, uh-uh. Like, oh, that's she what I normally do. I want something good. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, you have no idea my drinking history. So, you have no idea. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to get serious for a second. Do you have any idea who owned the car? Do you have the registration? Do you think it was his car? It was stolen? Like, this is going to get... Because your insurance company should go after this asshole for being... I don't know. Tony's going to get a fucking dime of that, though. Well, no, but his car... Okay, so... No, no, no. His insurance, at a minimum, depending on the coverage, should deal with the damage to the car. Well, yeah, I mean, In whatever clearly, way. Uh, listen, but, listen. A T-bone, <clears throat> in general, the fucking idiot that caused said T-bone... Is the fucking 100% that, fault. That's the only reason I'm telling Tony to wait and see how bad he feels. I'm concerned as shit. The pain and Looking suffering kicks in. Literally, I attacked you going, yeah, I'd be the one that fucking died doing what you just did. I'm looking at this picture. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I was describing to you. Uh, it's. I'm thrilled, shocked, disturbed, thrilled that you are fine because you should be dead based on this. Yeah, and, and very likely, very likely, um, had I not had the airbags. Now, for the listeners that, that can't haven't seen the picture yet, my um, I, I drove a Toyota uh, Camry, and it has um, essentially driver side window airbags. Mm -hmm. So there are airbags that were over the actual driver's side window. Which is and good. if you look in so the picture, you actually see that it. the airbags in, on, in the back seat went off. Is oh, well, yeah, which yeah. doesn't surprise me now yeah. that I, you know, think about where he hit me square on. But when I when I got jerked, you know, physically my body jerked to the, to the left as the as the yeah. car was moving to the right, 
and my head immediately went into the airbag, not the side window. Oh my god, do you have any recollection of what it feels like to hit an airbag? No, it was so fast I didn't even realize I, that it figured. had gone off that's until I finally figured. came to a stop. Wow. Oh, yeah. Tony. All I remember all I remember thinking as I was getting plowed into was, wait, this isn't my fault. Because <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I thought was, God, did I actually just blow through a red right. light? And I was like, oh, <laughs> no, I know I didn't. I know I didn't. Awesome. This isn't my fault. And listeners, so, I want to reassure oh you. Should this prick have killed Tony, I would have sued for... <laughs> On their behalf? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, obviously. They would have robbed... The, uh, I, we're moving into a new era here, and Tony was to be a part of that. Wow, that would have been ironic, Pain wouldn't it? Suffering. The week you were supposed to... Uh, to uh, announce my new Ryan co-host. everything he did and... <laughs> Move and, on. And, and my new co-host in more, is in memor- dead. memorandum. Right. <laughs> so I told wow. him that I wanted him to be my permanent co-host, and he I don't know himself. if there's a correlation. <laughs> no, right. He was like, uh. It's, it's very questionable that, about this accident he got into. We're like, well, it was pretty obvious. I have no idea why this guy drives right down to the drive it. Uh, no, <laughs> seriously. I, I, don't, I don't get it at all. Right. <laughs> Everyone was at a stop, and all of a sudden this guy just accelerated. Just that, yeah. And the last text he received was like, hey, you're the new he, co-host. He did one of those psycho spins. <laughs> things right. to where the car came around and whapped itself into the right. front end of a parked car. Right. So, like, it hit him right there perfectly in the corner. Tony's like, I don't want to do it. The guy's Whap. like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> You're too far into it now, asshole. You know, right. <laughs> so, thank you, Inga. I will have a good week because uh, next week can't possibly, well, God willing. I know, right? We're not. Yeah, knock on wood. Tony, right. don't you dare. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Tony, uh, the only thing I was going to say, please, please, please keep an eye. And if anything starts to hurt lingering, go see a chiropractor or something because uh, getting hit that hard. But, yeah. Okay, you think real they're witch doctors. doctors. They're doctors. awesome. Go see real doctors. Awesome. Go, if stuff still hurts, see go doctors. see somebody. Go see somebody. <laughs> real doctors. They're real doctors. Well, it, Karen, this Karen I can crack my knuckles. I'm not a fucking professional. <laughs> it doesn't make me. Right. Have you ever seen the episode of The Simpsons where Homer becomes a chiropractor no. by uh, throwing people over a, 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 a trash can, a tin trash can? No. It's like Dr. Homer's chiropractic care. <laughs> Dr. Homer. Uh, okay, oh, I'm teasing. Move Don't on. be fussy. No, I'm not, right. I'm not doing that. I, I, I Honestly. All right. Well, listen, I think that's going to do it for episode 193. Thank you all for listening, downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog. Again, that's 360vegaspodcast.com. You can support the show via PayPal donations, buying stuff from our merchandise store at zazzle.com slash 360vegas, or help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. If you like to send us some feedback, written or audio, you can do so at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Karen, where can people tell you that your husband's an asshole? <laughs> at Karen Mark on Twitter. And Tony, where can people refute that? <laughs> at Tony Snyder or at Vice Lounge OL. All right. It's been a pleasure, as always, with you two. And for those of you who enjoy listening. And congratulations, some, Tony. Or somehow torture yourself. I know. Congratulations for me selecting you to be. I, you are in a so, world of shit now. So important. <laughs> I'm somehow important. <laughs> <laughs> you have tens and tens of listeners. That's Don't try right. anyone. <laughs> Tell you otherwise, damn it. No, seriously. 
Welcome, sir, officially Thank as you. my official co-host. Thank you. I'm, I'm honored and excited. This is this is very fun. This is very cool. As am I, sir. And to those of you who enjoy listening to our shenanigans, we'll see you next week. Yeah.